0: The Let Us Golf Podcast, the official podcast of the LET Access series, the development tour of the LET. Hello and welcome to the Let Us Podcast. We'll go to on all the news gossip and insider knowledge of the L.E.T. Access series with yours truly, Libby Bothamie-Dakin, the media official for Let Us. Every week we will have guests ready to open up about the world of life on the tour and give you an insight of the life of a golfer. I'm so excited and I cannot wait. It's our first ever episode of 2023, well our first ever episode ever and what a great year 2023 is going to be at Let Us. We're back with 17 events in seven countries across Europe, giving all our fantastic players a great platform to compete and progress in their golfing journey. Players will be competing for a prize fund of €757,500, which is an increase on the total purse announced at the start of last season. This is thanks to four tournaments who have increased their prize fund. The Montebell Ladies Open, the Amundi Ladies Challenge, and the Schmorum Ladies Open by EC Drive, and of course, the highly anticipated Rose Ladies Open. Here at Latas, we're so committed to growing the women's game, and we're really excited for the year ahead. But before the season gets underway at the Santander Golf Tour in Girona on the 1st of March, I thought I'd take the opportunity to reflect on last year. Now, in last year's season, six players clinched cards for the Ladies' European Tour for 2023. Germany's Kiara Neuer, before she achieved the impressive feat of winning her Maiden Ladies' European Tour title at the Aramco Team Series Jeddah at just 16 years old. New Zealand's Momoka Kabori, Germany's Patricia Isabel Schmidt, Dutch golfer Lauren Holmey and Sweden's Anna Magnusson. But only one person emerged on top last year, and that was Czech golfer Sara Koskova, who was crowned Letas Order of Merit winner and Rookie of the Year after winning three times in her maiden season as a professional and securing L.E.T. status. And Sara is joining us today on the podcast to talk about life on Letas, her tips for success and what she gets up to away from the course. I can't wait. Everyone ready? Let's dive right in. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Let Access Series podcast. You're our first guest. That's very exciting. Hi, I live. I'm very happy to be to be your first guest. And let's get started. So obviously, we chose you because you had a fabulous 2022. 2022, winner of the Let Us Order of Merit, winner of Let Us Rookie of the Year, and winner of the Let Us Money List. And you turned pro last year. Has it all sunk in now? how much you achieved in 2022?
1: Very, very good question. I'm I'm not quite sure yet, uh, but obviously once we reflected about the season, it was very, very happy and very unexpected, even though that was the goal, but it kind of seemed surreal afterwards. So yeah, still, still hard to believe it, but uh, very happy how it went and it's great to look back. Uh, I just sifted through some some pictures from last year and it was, yeah, it was great to you
0: know, reflect on those moments and, and happy memories. So what would you say were your highlights of 2022? Best moments on the golf course? Oh my gosh, so many, I guess. I
1: remember all those wins, but also the moments where I struggled a little bit and, and kind of went through through the process of the Art of Merit and uh, still trying to regolp. For, for earning my card, but it was it was great memories on and off of course meeting my friends on Lettuce was great because with every every tournament I got closer to to some of the players and it was great seeing them on uh, during the year and on every event and also with my caddy Jacob who was present and uh, I guess two two of the events so that was that was very. Uh very happy to,
0: to share with with him and conclude the season afterwards. So obviously last year you went from I'm a t- professional, is that right? Yes. Yes. And how was that transition for you? Um
1: to be honest, it, it was smoother than, than I thought it would be because thankfully we were we were ready for uh for the transition. So it was only some paperwork needed and but mentally I think I was ready for it. We were preparing the last I guess almost two years to for that step for that moment. And I'm very grateful for, for all the work we have done before and even after with closing some of those uh, partnerships with our new partners and
0: all that made
1: it made it smoother
0: do you think let us prepared you well for that transition
1: oh of course never mind. let this was the i guess the the pre-step before the uh, ladies european tour and it's it truly uh, resonates with its name that it's a development tour for for let and it was it was great to get the taste of the tour life on, on letters and kind of get used to the traveling and playing pro and meeting new people making your network and uh getting ready
0: and travel from from place to place and and yeah just living the tour life and would you recommend it to those younger Amateur players looking to get a pathway onto the L E T and professional golf. Yes, yes,
1: I would definitely recommend it because, it's, as I said, it's a it's a great pre step and it kind of it, it gives you the the taste of uh, of how it's how it's gonna be on on the LET, even though you perhaps don't compete for that much money. But I guess that's that's one of those moments that, like afterwards, when you realize that you earned your way through it, it's like you you don't take it for granted afterwards and you you earn your way through so I think even that aspect is is very beneficial
0: to to the path you're going to take afterwards so obviously you had such an amazing season last year did you imagine at the start of last season that you win the order of merit and now play on the let was that something you imagined
1: (laughs) I don't think so I I perhaps imagined myself to, to to be one of those six players or are getting getting into into them, but definitely not winning the whole Order of Merit or or the monolist or the Rockies. So it was it was something on top of my imagination for sure, and it just helped the wonderful season after. At what point did you
0: think, oh, I might actually win this?
1: Oh. Uh, perhaps after Switzerland I I felt pretty comfortable sitting up on there but still uh, there were a few tournaments left on the season and great players right on my back so I don't think to the very last moment I I knew that's going to happen it was more of a constant process and I didn't look at the trophies or at the spots as something that was the goal I'm mostly concentrated on earning my card through so yeah and
0: now you're on the LET what do your goals look like this year goals for this year well keeping my tour card would be great <laughs>
1: and you know I guess I wish to aim to like a top 35 top 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 30 on the LET or the merit I think that would be a, a great to use. and if I can manage to do that and yeah perhaps getting into one of the majors that would be a nice accomplishment to use it. We'll see how everything goes there and yeah, just kind of establish on, on the L.E.T. and taking one mission at a time.
0: So for new players on Let Us, what would be your top tips on how to succeed and enjoy the tour?
1: Oh yeah. Well, definitely prepare yourself for, for a lot of travel because I think that's one of the biggest steps from the amateur careers, like the amount of tournaments you usually play on uh, on the tour, it's, it's a little higher, and you travel from usually one tournament to another. But able to get enough practice and, and development in your game, find yourself a good friends because it's always better to to enjoy with the people around. Okay, okay. So I think for for getting ready on the LET access is like. I would definitely consider the amount of travel that you undergo during the season because you usually travel from tournament to tournament and uh, the volume and the amount of tournaments is usually a little bit higher than... In amateur goal for um, some of the pre-steps you, you might take so uh, yeah get used to the traveling but also space it well for getting enough practice and, and developing your game I think that's really important during the season as well and then just find yourself some good friends on tour because it's always better to enjoy it within that group and people you're you're comfortable and happier fabulous
0: And I want to take it back now to little Sarah and kind of your journey into golf. <laughs> so um, so how, how did it start? When did you pick up your first club? Okay, um, well, my dad brought me to the game, started playing kind of
1: when I was born. And then once I grew up, uh, I guess I was about five years old, I wanted to go with him to try to try golf and there was this tournament for him and a little program for kids so I was able to try it there and I guess I, I really liked it and soon after I started visiting this this academy and one of the local courses in, uh, in the west of the Czech Republic where, where I grew up and yeah so kept practicing there and a very happy moment happened in October 2005 when uh, I managed to win one of those little tournaments on the chip and puck course uh, as a little kid. And I really liked it. And uh, seeing my parents being happy afterwards was one of the strongest moments that I had
0: and, and still remember. So yeah, it was, it was great. Was that your favorite win still? Oh
1: not sure of the favorite but it was it was very sweet and i guess you always remember the first one and was becoming
0: a professional golfer something that you always wanted
1: yes i i think so and i i guess it was um i was about 13 14 years old and then my parents asked me if i still care about golf a lot and, and want to take it more seriously because that was kind of the Breaking point where my parents would need to invest a little more money into into myself and, and traveling around europe and uh, and kind of yeah got get more to to the game and luckily I, I was selected for the national team during that time so that was a little easier for them as well financially so yeah i guess that point was uh, okay uh i want to take it as far as possible. So, so, professional golf was definitely in the vision there. And are your family still a big part of your support system? Yes, very much, very much. After college, obviously, a little more on the on uh, the mental and emotional side as a, as a big support because they were obviously a little more involved before. My dad was very invested in my game, obviously, but um, I was happy to, to take a little step further there to yeah, get them involved more in the emotions rather than uh, in the whole process.
0: And you spoke a bit about, about off the golf course there. So, w- do you have a particular hobby off the golf course? I think I read somewhere that you're you're an artist. You did art at university. Yes, yes. I studied art in uh, in Texas,
1: and uh, I guess it's a very part, a uh, very big part of uh, my identity as well. I love to do it, and. Uh, I love getting inspired, watch the beauties of life. I guess and admiring uh, the nature, and uh, I work with wood a lot too, so that's a material that's very close to to my heart. And yeah, I don't know. We can talk about arts, I guess, a long time, but that's that's something I really like apart from uh, sports
0: and and nature. And is art something that helps you kind of relax off the golf course? Um, Yes, to the point where
1: uh, I don't get frustrated on my work. (laughs) But um, yes, definitely, um, it's something that's uh, a little different, and it takes some of the stress that's uh, that's on the golf course out, and um, you get I get into the flow state, I guess, much more often uh, while I paint, and uh, yeah, it's it's freeing for sure.
0: And in terms of motivation, has there any been any points where you thought, oh, maybe professional golf? isn't for me and then what keeps you going Mm, good question I guess during my time when
1: I was growing up there might have been some moments where I need to push a little more or just kind of downward, uh, the down parts of uh, the sinusoid that uh, we undergo in golf, but I never never thought about quitting or not continuing forward. It was more of like a bigger frustration, but uh, yeah, I tried to keep going and I love the game a lot, so my motivation is to, to, to do as much as I can to, to play my best.
0: So you just mentioned that you love the sport a lot. That moves us on to how I want to end this podcast is a quick fire round. So me just, okay. just throwing some questions and you just answering them as quickly as you can. Um, so my first one: <laughs> what do you love about golf? Um, um, I love when I'm able to
1: pick the ball up off the ground and, and see it in the blue sky, how it's how it flies. That's very, I
0: feel like it's very artistic of you, that description. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And what's your last thought before you hit a driver? Um I think or
1: I wish it's the it's the target where I where I want to hit the ball. Doesn't happen all the time.
0: <laughs> and your dream full ball. Uh, I think Annika
1: Serenston would be a great playing partner. Uh obviously seeing Tiger Woods in action from a very close distance would be amazing too. Um I guess one of those legends involved there would be Mm, Arnold Palmer
0: as well so that would be amazing good choices and your best secret talent oh my best secret
1: talent um I don't know um there's nothing that can <laughs> pop into my head
0: um I don't know I really don't know let's start what is I don't think I could answer that one either um, <laughs> so have you ever heard of Desert Island Dish a desert what island disc it's a radio show in britain where we ask oh no, we ask for no. what you would take if you were stranded on a desert island
1: mm-hmm.
0: i was going to do a let access series desert island disc so mm-hmm. i would ask for one song one book and one luxury item you can have if you were stranded on a desert island oh one book one song you
1: said and one luxury item yes okay um a book, oh Jesus, a song. Um, Probably something from Waltz that would be nice and lengthy for, for that time there. And a luxury item, I think that will be water and desert, so
0: I will go with water. That's very sensible of you, teasing water. Okay, <laughs> okay.
1: For the book, I think uh, I like Harry Potter a lot, uh, so if I could take a, one of those sequels, so I guess that would be a nice nice time spent over that i don't know if i could read it over and over but
0: um yeah I, i guess i could brilliant stuff well thank you thank you sarah uh for taking the time out of your busy golf schedule to chat to us and obviously the let access series starts um so it's very exciting. Any final words to those who are playing on the L.E.T. Access series? Thank you very much
1: for, for inviting me. And,
0: and I wish all the players the very best
1: of luck um, for the whole season. Just uh, it's going to be lengthy. So uh, keep keep fighting hard till the end. And I wish you, wish you the best for earning your part. I wish everybody could have it. But yeah,
0: just go for it. And that's a wrap on the first ever episode of the LET Access Series Golf Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed that fascinating chat with last year's winner of the Order of Merit. It's an exciting time for Let Us, and we will have plenty more episodes in store as the 2023 season unfolds. Episodes will be coming out every Tuesday moving forward, so make sure you leave us a five star review for Sarah, not for me, and subscribe on all the usual podcast channels. Remember to follow us on socials at LET Access. Finally, a good putt and good luck to all the Letas players starting off their season in Spain. Goodbye! See you next week!